Ideas Inspire Information Podcast Powered by Loke Enterprise Here's your host, Braxton Holly Welcome to the first episode of your worship on Wednesday And I'm here with Mr. Ryan Allen And I told you this season was going to be a little different I ain't got nothing else to say, Ryan. How you doing, my What's friend? Up, man? You doing all right? I'm doing well, man. Um, I know you a little bit better than everybody else know you. So yeah. Let's um, you know, fill them in on into. who you are and. And yeah. what you do, my friend. Absolutely. Well, what's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Allen. Uh, I originally grew up in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, War Eagle, I'm sorry if you're an Alabama fan. Actually, you probably should be sorry for me. I don't know. Uh, but uh, lived in Auburn for 18 years of my life, uh, then moved here to Birmingham uh, and been here for about nine years. Um, and so that's been incredible. Married my wife up here, uh, was a student pastor out here, and now I'm just a traveling evangelist and helping other student pastors out kind of around the country, mm. man. And so that's a little bit of what I do and who I am. Mm, mm, that's a good man. He's pretty modest and uh, you know, humble because he's doing some things out here. Uh, we're not gonna tell you right now. We're gonna we're gonna let you see when the time comes. But um, Ryan, I'm glad to have you, man. I appreciate. I'm you, glad man. you took up this invitation, and, and I'm glad to be able to use some of your time Come and on. knowledge, <laughs> yes, sir, in order to help somebody. Come on, Jesus. Okay, so I don't know if you got your pen and your pad ready, but I got mine, and um. Ryan has a series for us that we're going to be going, diving into for the next few weeks. Um, what, what's this series all about, Ryan? Man, when you asked me to come on the show, I, I thought this was absolutely incredible. And so when you were telling me just kind of think of topics, one of the topics that I thought would just be important for everybody just to kind of kick it off is our relationship with the Father, mm-hmm. our relationship with God. A lot of people have questions about that. And so I think uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today is mm-hmm. our relationship with the Lord, man. And so I think that's very important. <laughs> that relationship with the Lord is really important because – um, that's really like the 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 ground floor, the foundation of of a human. Yeah, right. You know, like you know who well, most people you know you with your parents or whoever you know you grew up with, um, and you got that foundation. But most times, it's always a, a yearning factor right. for of something missing. Right. Um, and nine times, well, ten times out of ten, it's spiritual. Right, right, right. It's, it's something in you deeper than what you see, what you move, how you think. You know, it's deeper. Right. You know. Right. So, um, he's doing the right thing. <laughs> he's doing the right thing. <laughs> well, I promise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no, I think uh, with our relationship with God, I think a lot of people have a lot of questions. Well, what does that really look like? What does that mean? Uh, how do we do it? And so, first, I think we have to know who God is. Our God is so, so big. He is the God that we can kind of look through and kind of see creation because he has built everything. He has modeled everything that even we're supposed to be. He's the God that withheld all things by the words of his power. Mm-hmm. He's the God that told the sun, stay where I put you and the sun can't move because God's word is still holding it up. He's that big. He's that grand of a God. And that God created. He created the story that we all kind of know is the story of Adam and Eve. And he created us in his image. And we see that in Genesis chapter 1, verses 20. 
26, he created us in his image. We are the image of God. And so whatever God calls us, we are that. And so he calls us beautiful. He calls us awesome. He calls us fearfully and wonderfully made. And I think that's beautiful. And we see what happens is the kind of the whole whole thing happens in those first three chapters of the Bible when it comes to our relationship with God. God creates Adam and Eve and they chilling with God. It's all good. It's all Gucci. You know, they walking around in the cooler day with each other, butt naked with God, just hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Like they just having a good old time with God. And you see, even in scripture, God is having fellowship with them. He's having cornea with them. He's having deep, intimate uh, fellowship with them. Uh, and one day, of course, they're met uh, with some temptation. Of course, we all deal with temptation. This is God's original plan, of course, is to have Adam and Eve uh, be uh, holy and righteous uh, by just being created by God. So anyway, uh, Adam and Eve uh, is in the garden. Eve is by herself and we see a serpent come up. And when the serpent comes up, uh, it's a wrap. You know, she probably in there doing TikToks, minding her own business. Then a serpent come up. you like, hey, girl, you need to eat this fruit. And she was like, hold up, not up in here, not, not up in this garden. I ain't eating no fruit. And he was like, calm down. I need you to eat this fruit. I heard something about the fruit. And she was like, what you heard about the fruit? And he, he said, I heard it can make you like God. Mm. And that intrigued her interest. It intrigued her interest so much is that she ate the fruit. Then Adam comes on the scene. He like, what up, girl? What's up with your fine self? What you doing over there? And she was like, I'm eating this fruit, daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she doing that. And so anyway, long story short, Adam eats the fruit, and Adam was the person that God told, don't eat this fruit. Right, so right. sin enters into the world. What mm -hmm. is sin? Sin is disobedience to God. And so all of a sudden, that put uh, a wedge in between God. It put almost, in a sense, a beef in between God and man. Mm -hmm. and so now our relationship is separated. So God had to come to his son, Jesus, and be like, hey, Jesus, I need you to do something. I need you to go down to earth, and I need you to save my people from themselves. I need you to save them from this sin. And so Jesus like, bet, God, I've been waiting to do this. Holy Spirit gonna go down there. We're gonna get that Jerusalem 3000. We're gonna blast up all the demons and we're gonna come back with your people. And God was like, No, that's not what we're gonna do. Instead, God sends Jesus down in seed form to a lady named Mary, where she conceives and bores mm. a son. And that son, of course, name is Jesus, and he lives for 33 years. And in that 33 years, we see Jesus live have 30 years of preparation for three years of ministry for three hours of purpose. And that three hours of purpose was to do what the first Adam didn't do, and that was to be obedient to God. Mm -hmm. So Jesus. Jesus goes on the cross and he yells out, Eli, Eli, Lama Samatani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he dies. He dies for all of us. He dies for our sins. He dies for everything. And when he dies, of course, the devil thought he won. Like, oh, I put Jesus on the cross. I got him up there. Bit. So we don't want the victory. And so hell just has a party for three days. But what they didn't know is that early Sunday morning, as the well, black folks would say, well, early Sunday morning, Jesus arises, smacked the devil in the face and takes the sting out of death and arises with all power in his hands. And that's why the Bible says, oh, death, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, oh, death, where is your victory? It was pinned on the cross about 2000 years ago. And so anyway, that is how the relationship is restored, is that Jesus Christ, he had to be a perfect Lamb sacrifice for our sins, for who we are. And so anyway, Jesus comes on the scene, scene. He dies for us. Now God, when he looks upon us, he gives us grace. He gives us mercy. And he now says, hey, come hang out with me again. Mm. Come in the Garden of Eden with me again. Come spend some intimate time with me again. Because now, now when I look at you, I don't have this sense of disobedience. So I don't look at you as a disobedient child because Jesus' blood has covered you. Now we can have intimate relationship with each other. So when you repent of your sins, all that does is 
says, God, I am trusting Jesus with my life. I'm trusting you with my life. I'm trusting what you have to say about my life. I'm trusting the words that you have said over my life. And I'm putting my life in your hands. And when you do that, all of a sudden, now God has something to work with where he's like, yo, I already was in love with you. But now we get to have a relationship with each other because there's no wedge in between at all. And so I think that's the first thing that we got to know is who is God? God is love. God is awesome. And God sent his son to die for us. The Bible in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. If you never knew what the Bible said, <laughs> your Bible in five minutes. Now, yeah, I, I ain't never heard a better representation of the Bible in five minutes than that right there. Um, and that's beautiful, Ryan. Uh, and while you were talking, I was thinking to myself, I was, um, I was wondering, did Eve not have that same personal relationship with God? Mm. Where um, maybe at that point it seemed not as big of a deal to be disobedient yeah. unto his word because she didn't have the same relationship mm. that Adam yeah. had. I think that's an awesome question. Here's the answer. Mm -hmm. Eve wasn't disobedient. Adam was. Well. Here's a big here's a big point of the Bible that mm -hmm. people forget. God only told Adam not to eat the fruit. Well. Adam was the head of the household. Adam was responsible for that. So Eve didn't have the same uh, accountability responsibility, or yeah. responsibility yeah. Yeah. that Adam did. Well. And so when God told Adam that, God told Adam that he never told Eve. So when Eve bit into the fruit, Nothing happened. Sin didn't enter into the world when Eve ate the fruit. Pay attention to the Bible. My goodness. In five minutes. <laughs> Eve didn't eat the fruit. When Adam ate the fruit, sin entered into the mm -hmm. world. Disobedience entered because Adam was disobedient. There we go. So I think it's important for even us to know is that sometimes God gives us personal convictions. Mm -hmm. That sometimes God will come to you, Braxton, and say, hey, Braxton, I don't need you to do X, Y, and Z. That doesn't mean Ryan can't do X, Y, and Z. It means Braxton can't, can't do, do X, X, Y, and Z. Z. And when I do X, Y, and Z, nothing happens to me because God didn't tell me that. Exactly. But when you do X, Y, and Z, all of a sudden stuff starts happening mm. and things start going wild because God told you not to do it. Hey, and so I think man. that's all a part of the relationship with God as well as even recognizing those little things is that there's going to be sometimes in our relationship with God that he's going to tell us stuff specifically, which is why he sent us the Holy Spirit. There are things that my friends can do that I just simply can't do. Like mm -hmm. the Lord has hindered me from doing that yeah. as I listen to him and as I obey him and that's there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing even wrong with the things that other people are doing it's just like hey Ryan can't do that yeah. because God told me not to do that yeah. and so I think that that is that is even the point of it is that Eve was never sinful she had the same relationship that Adam had God Jesus was sitting there in the cooler day with them both it's just that only time that disobedience came in is when Adam was disobedient because he told Adam um and 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 you you know the Bible much better than I do. Um, metaphorically speaking, here, um, and and that brings up an ex extraordinary point. That fruit doesn't even matter about the fruit. It matters about the the actual you know directness mm. mm. from God to yes, to Adam. Yeah. It could have been anything. Could have been anything. Don't walk. Through that side of the garden. Exactly. Uh, don't cut that tree down. It could have been anything. That's so good. It, it's just, um, this is what I have set out for you right. to not do. Yes, sir. Because, it, like you said, it didn't affect her. It, it's the command. Yeah. That's yeah. all that yeah. it is. It's the command. So it is, 
if I tell you not to go left, just don't go left. Just don't go left. Because I know yeah. better than what you know. So a saying that I always have is that, like, we look down the street mm-hmm. and we can see down the street, but God sees around the corner. Mm-hmm. And so God knows what is around the corner. You don't know. And so if God tells you, hey, don't do this, it's because he knows what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, man, God is is not only saying don't do this, but he'll also say do this. So he always gives a way of escape. So, hey, don't eat the fruit do this instead and so there's always a a counterpart to it and sometimes he will just say don't do this and just trust me in it and just sit where you are and stay paused where you are because i got a plan now i think that that's something that we have to recognize with our relationship with christ too is that man sometimes god is just gonna say hey just don't do it because i got a better plan and that's where the trust comes in that's where you got to be willing to trust god and even going back to our very first camera off camera our very first conversation off camera and that is why we have to spend time with God and to know that God is God and he's not trying to withhold anything from me. Matter of fact, in Psalms, God is trying to bless us. God wants to lavish his goodness on us. Sometimes he's just saying, hey, for some for some people or some things, not yet. Or some things, never. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just don't ever you. need to have it. It's just not for you. Mm-hmm. And I got something better for you. And so I think that that's something that we definitely have to learn as people. Mm. Ryan. Mm. <laughs> that's good man that's good um a few key points yeah what's maybe you know three to five how many you you, you determine <laughs> what's a what's a few ways that that can help people you know kind of improve their relationship or they yeah. can do on a daily basis or yeah. something that is is really uh attainable because yeah. for some people it, they can go big and say, hey, I can take an hour out of my day, three times a day, I'll pray and read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some people, they can't yeah. do it like that. You know, right, Maybe right. they just need five minutes alone mm. um, with God. But what, what do you think are some ways that can help people? I would, I would challenge people just to take the next step, whatever that next step for you is. And so let's just say you're a new believer and you're just trying to figure this thing out. I would challenge you to spend 20 minutes with Jesus. And all that means is like, hey, I'm going to pray. And, and for you, that might just mean like, yo, I'm just going to pray about my needs. Lord, here are my needs. These are the things that I need to happen in my life. And I would just encourage you in the beginning of that prayer, which all that means is prayer, is that communication with God is to thank God for everything that he's already done. Father, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for my mom. I thank you for my couch that I'm even sitting on. I thank you for the TV that I have. Just begin to name everything that you're thankful for. I think that's how you start out prayers uh, or you should start out prayers. Just begin to name things. God, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for Braxton. I'm thankful for the friends that you've blessed me with. Thank you. Now, Father, here are my petitions. God, I I, I want to ask that you would do X, Y, and Z. And, and I'm anxious about this, Lord. And how can you help me with this? And just spend time with God. God is concerned about the things that you're concerned about. He's concerned about you. And he wants to take care of you. A lot of times, man, we just don't talk to God. Because mm-hmm. this is a relationship. And so we have to understand, because this is a relationship, we got to talk. Mm-hmm. We got to communicate. And sometimes we put God on the back burner. Like, we'll post it on our Instagram like God first but you never talk to God and so what are you really keeping first in your life is work first in your life is that the idol in your life uh is, is your job first what, whatever it might be is is working out first so you know whatever it is what is first in your life bump that and put God there because sometimes man a lot of times we say that but we don't really do that and so we need to understand how to put God first and just spend time with God and communicate with God and and spend time in prayer uh, with God because God is concerned about 
us. And so, man, communicate with God, I think, is number one. And then number two is just delight in him, delight in the things that he's given us in this world. And so as you're working out, as you're doing different things, man, just delight in the Lord that he has given you the ability uh, to have legs, to have arms. Be kind of consistently just thinking about him and meditating on him uh, consistently like, man, in, in this state of thankfulness of, man, God, I'm just thankful that you have even allowed me to be able to do this. And so I definitely think that's number two, man. And then I just say press in, press into those things, man. Uh, I think for new believers and people that are just saying, hey, I just want to improve my relationship. I think prayer has to be number one. Um, and then when you say, all right, I'm not only going to pray, but I'm really going to intentionally dive deep into thankfulness. And then I'm going to take the next step and I'm just going to press into that. I'm going to get better each and every day in that. And so, man, that 20 minutes of prayer might turn into 30 minutes of prayer. That 30 minutes of prayer turns into 40 as you just kind of consistently spend time with God. Because one of the things that you would recognize is that this relationship with God is not you trying to strive after God's love. God already loves you. It already says in 1 John 14, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us first and sent his son to be the preparation for our sins, mm -hmm. that he has died for us, that he loves us. So we don't have to worry about doing things to get to God. There's nothing that you can do to get to God. But what we can do is say, God, because I love you, mm -hmm. I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to have uh, this sweet communion with you. I'm going to spend time in your presence. And so, man, I think those are the three things that I would do. I would pray, I would be thankful, and then I would just press into those two things repeatedly. And I think all of a sudden you're going to start seeing your relationship with the Lord get better. And even for another uh, for another thing, I keep saying new believers, but anybody, anybody, wherever you are, man, find, find some people, man, that love Jesus as well. Um, and get around those people and hang out with those people. I'm not talking about fake people that do one thing and, and then do another behind people's back. But when you really know that somebody loves Jesus and they just cool, man, find somebody like that that can help you grow in your relationship and walk with Christ. It's called discipleship. And find that person that will be able to help you and just hang with them every now and then. Be like, hey, man, I just want to grow and glean from that person. So mm -hmm. I think that's definitely a couple of points. Take the next step. Delight. In the Lord. Come on. And press into that relationship. Come on. And we're going to press it to the end of this episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can handle any more today. <laughs> but I might. I'm going to get to praying now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, so, Ryan, I know you got more for us. Yes, sir. And next week we'll get a little deeper into that. Come on. We'll get a little deeper into what you got for us. You want to give a sneak peek or you think you think we should just wait to next week? I think, man, I think we should just wait, man. Okay, we'll wait, we'll wait. We wait. wait. We we'll wait. We'll wait. Hey, hey, tune in next week to Worship on Wednesday. Thank you, Ryan. No problem, um, man. Thank you for being here this season. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday.